trifecta of games to look forward to from a Kilkenny GEA perspective uh, tomorrow we have Thomastown we have Tullerher Ross Birkin all Leinster champions joining the senior champions that are O'Loughlin Gales and now I'm joined on the line by the manager guiding O'Loughlin Gales to that Leinster victory and hopefully an All-Ireland victory but they have a tough test to get through the semi-finals first they're off to, to Navin a half one throwing now tomorrow against a cushioned all Brian Hogan joins me on the line Brian anticipation is high for this one how are you feeling? Good Shane uh, good to speak to you again uh, yeah looking forward to it um, great position to be in lads are all all um, all set for it so uh, yeah should be as you said yourself uh, should be tough you know good, good match certainly top challenge in respect to the last game against Nafina, another hard for one point victory as well in a final. It's great to see that we're being brought on this journey along with all Auckland Gales. Even myself as a village man, uh, feel like I'm I'm part of the 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 community with all Aucklands and everybody cheering you on. Can you take us back to that Nafina game and how you managed to to get through that with the win? Yeah, um, I, I yeah, it's. I think I spoke afterwards about you know the the game itself in terms of it was the lads really just grinding out the results in the end in the last I'd say six seven minutes you know there was there was literally nothing nothing between the sides um, you know I think we we started the game reasonably well we got to a an eight eight point to four lead and uh, obviously to the Phoenix credit then they clawed that back um, and pretty much from there on in there was there was nothing single score between the sides. Um you know, I, I, I felt um we kinda we we didn't adapt maybe to the way they had set up. Uh, they were bringing a lot of bodies back, um trying to crowd out, I suppose, the middle and, and part of their defence. You know, they were they were shutting off a lot of the, the channels, say for our inside forwards. Um so we, we, we needed to to work that ball out a bit more. Um more than we did, um, we did it at times, but not often enough. Um, I, you know, and again, I, I felt in the second half, to the lads' credit, they didn't panic. Um, they found a couple of the important scores that we got. We were able to pick off from range. You know, finding the likes of Paddy and David Fogarty, and and that just you know in space, um, because the space tended to be out around that part of the field, and the lads were able to kick over a couple of points. Um, that just kind of pushed us, pushed us on, and and, and got us over the line. But um, yeah, like I, I, again, I was really pleased with the lads in terms of how, you know, they, they, I suppose the composure they showed when the match was in the balance, um, you know, and they very much could have gone either way, but I suppose the way the lads, uh, you know, kept their cool, you know, the, their work rate was was outstanding throughout the whole match. To be fair to them, and it was just, I suppose, that bit of composure just to, to, to not to not give away any breeze at, at an important stage in the match and, and equally to to when they did get the ball to, to use it well you know and we actually created one or two other chances you know and Jordan popped up there as well and clipped the ball which ordinarily he'd, he'd, he'd stroke over and just drop short so you know we had one or two other chances as well just to put a bit more daylight between us and ourselves and Afina but uh, look you'd have to be you'd have to be uh, happy with the overall performance from the lads just in terms of the way they, they dug out the result. Um, but, you know, I kind of said to him, I, 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 I still feel there's more in them, um, you know, from a score, scoring perspective. Um, obviously, Paddy took the headlines, you know, with, with a phenomenal performance centre-back and, and that. But, you know, I think, you know, on any day, the, the scores 
they can come from different areas of the field and over the year that's that's the way it, it has happened whether it's the half back line or indeed midfield you know uh, Keane clipped in with a point that day and Jack has been he got, he got two points in the county final three against Leinster and obviously the half forward line but I think if you know the day that they all they all click it's, it will will be a great day if we can get that that kind of but again every day you take every game on its merits in the game itself, um, I thought Conor Heary did a lot of untold work uh, for you as well, and I know the likes of Mark getting the point at the end, and and, and Paddy Deegan's performance that you uh, stated. I think it was, there was five points from defence, which was uh, astonishing. But I thought Conor Heary did a lot of good work, um, clearing up a lot of dirty ball and so forth. Yeah, Conor's been outstanding for us, you know, since he's he obviously he's come back from a from a you know. A, Two two operations was an operation of both his Achilles. He's been struggling with that for the last two years, really. Um, so it got to a point with, inside with Kenny where he just they had been managing it, but he just got to a point where he couldn't he couldn't continue. He was in too much pain, and uh, so obviously you know we were keen to get him back. Um, it took a bit longer than we had expected. The surgeon had had said, but so be it. You know we were happy to give him the time, but. Since he's come back in, I mean, he's been a huge addition to us. He's, he's, he's a super player. I mean, you know, I suppose Connors, you know, anyone that would have followed him underage, um, right through, uh, is, would know the kind of the, the, the talent, the ability Connor has. You know, he's represented Kenny at every every age uh, age level. And uh, yeah, he's a huge addition to us. I mean, he's a strong physical player, but he's a, he's a, he's a hurler, you know. He's, he uses the ball really well. And uh He's a great, you know. Again, he's he's size and strength. He's a, he's a great option um, in terms of um, winning winning primary possession as well. So he's been he's been really consistent for us. You know, um, he's picked up a couple of man of match awards along the way, and um, for sure, you know, he's a, he's a massive massive player for us um, within the team, and in particular in the forward line. In respect to the performance of Nafina, the two Currys getting kind of two crucial scores in the game, obviously Sean with the goal and then Colin, I think, followed it up immediately with a point. It was great to see then that Bergen got a double for himself right after. So I don't think there was really any time for all Aucklands to doubt themselves after because it just went tit for tat. They got went up by two and then he immediately came back into the game. How important was that for you? Hundred percent, Shane. I mean, again, you, you always speak about, you know, when when maybe the the, the matches going against you are, are, you know, at this level in particular, teams will always have a period of dominance. You're never going to dominate from um, from the beginning to the end. So it's it's when that the opposition gets a bit of a run on you. Um, what do you do? Uh, how do you react? You know, and obviously conceding the goal it was the first goal we've conceded in, in a number of games. You know, you mentioned Connor there. I mean, it was Connor that went up and won the ball and, and put the ball over the bar, you know. So, you know, a fantastic response immediately after conceding the goal and we spoke about it afterwards. And, and obviously Mark as well, you know, with a couple of really important scores at crucial times. So, yeah, the, the, the flow of the game, I, you know, we, we, we constantly, I suppose, had a response um, every time Nafina kind of got a, got a score against us. And, and that's really important, you know. Um, and again, that comes back to, I suppose, to... The the composure the lads had, um, and getting their head up, you know, seeing what, what was on. So, um, you know, those 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 small things, you know, even you know elements again that might might go unnoticed, you know, just in terms of the work rate, the turnovers that lads got, you know, even at the very end there where 
we had the lead. Uh, we were hanging on. They, they won possession. Um, and they won the substitutes game possession in the middle of the field. And he went, to, he went to play the ball in. And it was Shawnee Bulger who playing corner forward for us was the one that got the hook. And we turned over possession. The ball went to Paddy. And we saw the game out from there. You know, So all those little moments you know, play a huge part in getting over the line in such a tight match. And now you're coming up against uh, Cush and Dahl, which uh, are you expecting maybe to be another tight match as well? Something that O'Loughlin's are well used to doing. They're kind of used to getting within the, the crux of a game and then ultimately coming out on top. Are you expecting another tough battle against the Ulster champions? Yeah, like <laughs> it's not by choice that we're playing all these tight <laughs> matches. You know, for sure, we'd, we'd, love, we'd love to go up you know, in any of these matches and, and come away with a, with a seven or eight point win. But, Again, that's you know, I suppose that's not realistic. You know, the, 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 you're playing quality opposition, and uh, you know, plenty of our supporters got a good health check the last day. You know, there was there's no issue with the the heart. <laughs> the older members of the the, the club, um, they're all telling me they they were uh, they had to sit down after. It. And you know, I I'd expect this. You know, I expect Saturday to be the same, or sorry, Sunday to be the same. Um, you know, Cushion, we've obviously looked at Cushion Doll um, and their path to this stage, the semi final, and. Uh, you know, they're a very you know they're a good hurling side. I mean, they have a number of the Antrim seniors. I mean, obviously the standout players being Neil McManus, um, Campbell, the centre back. You know, Paddy Burke, a cornerback. He's as good a cornerback as in the country. Um, you know, on the Cambridge, and you know, so they've got they've got really good hurlers right across the field. You know, and I mean, you know, they're a hugely passionate crowd club. I mean, we would have come up against you know several of, several of the. The the, the 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 clubs up there over the years, you know, including Lockheel back when I was playing, and you know, you never get anything easy from them, that's for sure. And um, you know, we're expecting a, a really stiff challenge, you know, and uh, you know, a good hurling match. But uh, again, you know, I, I, we'll 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 we've done our bit of homework on them. Um, you know, we're you know we're kind of aware of where their threats are at. But we'll we'll this week, you know, it's been very much about focus on ourselves and and making sure that we're trying to, you know, we're as sharp as we can be and we're clear in terms of how we want to, to play. Um, again, it's another, it's a new venue for the lads, you know, I don't think any of them really, as far as I'm aware, would have played in Navin. Um, so that's, again, a bit like the last day, it's a, it's a new, it's a, there's a new feel to it, you know, you're travelling mm. up beyond Dublin now to, to Mead and, and um, but it's great, you know, and it's a, it's a great experience and uh, yeah, it'll be a serious test. You mentioned the freeze against Nafina and then watching Neil McManus in the in the Ulster final, I think he, he put over seven from dead ball. Maybe maybe six of those were freeze or whatever. But he's fairly clinical in himself contributing to that twenty points that they managed to to, to rack up against Slaughter Neil. Um how important is, is that discipline then on the pitch not to be kind of giving away those frees and allowing someone like Neil McManus to be able to slot a few over? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean you know, if you go back to obviously the county final, um, and then right through Mount Leinster Rangers, you know, Kilcormick, Nafina, all these teams have had quality free takers, you know, and and discipline is 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 really important, you know. Um it's vital, you know, you can't afford to, to be given away seven, eight, nine frees during a match, you know, um, particularly this stage of the year, you know. So it it is really important that, that you're disciplined in the tackle. Um and you know that you're not giving away any kind of silly freeze. You know, and McManus will will punish you. He's he's a super free taker, you know. But he, um, but you know he brings a lot more to to the the game than just his free taking. But but no, but for, for sure, I mean, we you know at this at this stage of the year, you know the margins are so tight. 
you do your your discipline has to be has to be spot on as well. Um, so that's again that's something we will be we will be uh, conscious of. But to be fair to the lads, you know their their discipline has been excellent in all the games so yeah. far. We've our free counts has been pretty pretty low. Um, you know we've been pretty you know happy with it. In most cases, we've we've tended to come out on top in that area. So I think uh, you know if we can continue that kind of trend into into Sunday, um, it'll definitely help us on the way. And I know that you mentioned that you know it wasn't by choice that you're getting caught up in these big, massive battles with clubs and teams. But like, surely that kind of stands for you because we've seen other teams in the past that might have steamrolled someone else. But then when they come up against a side where they have to go into the doldrums and they have to get dirty and they have to understand, you know, that they're going to have to fight until the very end, that they falter. Now that you know your team can do that, so surely that gives you a bit of heart if that is called upon once again. 100% Shane. I mean, you know, we, we again, during the course of the year and the development of the team, we were, you know, we we're trying to, I suppose, emphasise, the, you know, the, the character that is within the group and, you know, the, the quality and um, it's one thing talking about it, it's another thing going and doing it and I think the lads definitely gained belief as they came came along through the the league and into the into the, cha- the local championship, you know, and coming through some tight matches, you know, um, again, the, for example, the quarterfinals down Thomas against Mundlevat and, and building on that then, it's definitely reinforced the belief within the group that, you know, they're they're uh, they have the answers to whatever's thrown at them, and that they they won't they won't uh, they won't go down easy. Um, you know that they they'll fight to the end. And, and coming out in these these matches, you know, in these tight matches, it's massive. It is massive. You know, it's not great maybe at the time for the hearts, etc. But I mean, <laughs> you know, once you come out the right side of them, they're huge uh, for players. You know, and again, it adds to the occasion. I mean, you know, the one the matches you remember, the ones you grind out as opposed to ones who win comfortably. And, uh, you know, the, the, the lads would have taken huge joy and, and satisfaction from from the game and uh, the Leicester final, apart from obviously collecting the trophy. But just the way they, they managed to get it, get it over the line. Um, you know, that said, I, you know, I do, I, I've said to them, I, I, I do feel that there is a, there's a, there's a big score in them. Um, you know, there's a big, you know, if, if, if you know, if, if the conditions are right in terms of, the way we set up and then the opposition, I, I, I do think there's 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 more in in the group. Um, but you know, again, you, you do have to, you know, I suppose frame that in the context of uh, the opposition and the, the quality you're coming up against, and there's just no one going to stand back and let you hurl either. So, no, look, it, it is massive. Um, it, it does. It I suppose it, it it prepares you really well. You know, the lads are battle hardened. You know, from coming out through these tight games and. Uh, it only, it only, uh, I suppose, it only uh, helps to, to to raise the standards and improve. They, they learn a lot from them. Will you be keeping an eye on uh, Saint Thomas and Ballygunner? I kind of fear personally for Saint Thomas, considering that they haven't played since the end of October, and Ballygunner in themselves are just a team that are in flying form for the last number of years. Um, you'll be no doubt, I'd imagine, keeping an eye on it. Um, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's on, it's on uh, Saturday evening, so. It'll be uh, a nice way to kind of pass a few hours, you know. Um, you know, particularly when you're when you're playing on when you're playing Sunday, you know, on the weekend can can drag whatever way. It's it's, it's nice to to have something to watch. I mean, if it was if it was another sport, you'd probably be the same. You'd, you know, be putting the feet up to watch the soccer or the rugby or whatever. But um, 
the fact it's it's a hurling match and and it's also that it's you know a potential um, um, opposition if we can navigate um, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I will be watching it uh, for sure. But again, it'd be more kind of uh, more to, to pass the time than anything. Um, <laughs> obviously, our our focus, our priorities is on Sunday and Cushendall, and uh, we won't be thinking any further beyond that. If we're successful, we have plenty of time then at that stage to to, to reflect and, and look at uh, what's next. But but for certainly for the players and ourselves, it's it's all it's all cushioned all now at the moment in the minds, and, and that's where the, the focus is. And from a broader perspective as well, for Kilkenny GEA to have three teams now competing at this level between intermediate, junior, and indeed your own team with senior, it's just incredible to be able to follow along this journey. Bit of a, an annoyance that all the matches seem to be clashing with each other in one way or another, but it just goes to show at least the strength that are within Kilkenny GEA and further then give confidence coming up to a new inter-county season. 100% Shane, I've, I've, um, you know, I've said it many times, and the, you know the record books would, would would show that, in particular, the junior and the intermediate side, when they do get out of the Kenny, you know, uh, more often than not, they tend to go to the latter stages of the championships, uh, the other championships, because of the, the the quality of teams that come out of the Kenny. You know, I mean, there's 12 senior clubs in Kenny. I mean, there is a step up um, when you come from junior to intermediate in Kenny, and from intermediate to senior, there's you know that's just just a fact. There is a step up, but you know, there's the the quality of of the teams within senior. There's only twelve clubs, but it's usually competitive. It's usually tight, and equally, the level of hurling and the quality at intermediate level and junior level is of a high, is of a, a, a you know a standard that you know if they can get out of Kilkenny, um, you know they're they're really well positioned to to make a good drive. You know, you look at obviously Thomastown and 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 Tullerher and and the quality of the sides in, in many other counties. They, they more than hold their own, probably at a grade higher. Um, so it is. It's great for Kenny that you know um, you see those three sides, you know the three sides um, still in the in the competitions. Um, you know it, it definitely makes the winters a lot shorter. Um, you know keeps keeps the interest uh, in the county in terms of the hurling scene. You know for many for many years we've we've been following you know Ballyhale and to this st- stage in the, in the in the in the competition and. Uh, and other sides as well, so it's it, it, it's great. Um, and look, obviously, from Derek's perspective and, and from a Kenny supporter's perspective, you're hoping then as well that there's a couple of lads that can maybe, um, with that experience behind them, can make a step in uh, to the next level with, with Kenny and, and offer something during the summer. Well, Brian, I appreciate you taking the time and speaking with us here at KCLR and allowing people within Kilkenny and Carlow to be able to hear the preparations and your thoughts coming up to the game. Just in relation then to some injury concerns, you had a bit of a, a break now coming into this, this small break, albeit, but do you have any injury concerns going into the game? No, no, we're, thankfully we're, we we had a few. We have a couple of guys coming into the Nathina match that were just you know, carrying carrying one or two knocks, you know, um, we had a weak turnaround, so it was, it was pretty much trying to manage what the issues at hand because, you know, a week is not free, it's no time really, you know, it's just purely recovery, trying to get set for the following weekend. Obviously, we've had two weeks now, so, no, everyone is, everyone is pretty much, you know, um, in good stead. We, you know, last week, it was really just uh, light load, just recovery, uh, just trying to get lads um, you know, back up to speed. We had a good session on Friday night and Sunday, Sunday morning in the club, and uh, everyone came through that. 
uh, fine. So it's, uh, you know, this week will be light then again. So, uh, no, thankfully, you know, the extra week, you know, having that two-week gap, I think is, is, is ideal and, and everyone now is, is ready to go. Well, we're ready to go and follow you along that journey. Brian, thanks ever so much for speaking with me today. No problem, Shane. Good to speak to you. Good, great speaking to Brian Hogan. O'Loughlin's out against Cushendall tomorrow. Your live game here on KCLR from half one. Welcome back to Scoreline as we continue to build up to tomorrow's All-Ireland semi-finals and indeed an All-Ireland final. But for now, we are focusing on O'Loughlin's. We've heard from Brian Hogan. But now we need to get the perspective from Rory Og Cushendall and joining me now here, man who has uh, spent a lot of time in Kilkenny, but he's still chanting for his home club, Mr. Charlie Thompson. Charlie, thanks very much for joining us here. No problem, Shane. Thank you for having me. It's a big day for your club tomorrow. Super day, yeah. Yeah, it's great. There's been a bit of a, a gap in his getting there. So, uh, yeah, it's been a few years now. We're back into the semi-finals. Great. You're looking back on, say... 2016 Napier in Crow Park it didn't come away with it could you feel then that it was building towards something over the next decade absolutely I'd say if you look back in our, our kind of recent history there we'd, we'd nine semi-finals we couldn't break through that last ceiling and then uh, with the win against we had an impressive ring and it's ironic it was the last time we played in Park Talton in Navan uh, where we beat the, the Galway crowd and um, in the semi-final we, we actually won quite comprehensively that day so um, Sarsfield Sarsfield is a Galway yeah so it was it was quite good so that was the first time for us in our club history to get to All-Ireland Club Final and um, that day was just remarkable like we in Navan we were with fellas we went to school with fellas home from America fellas from all over the world uh, on the pitch that day uh, it was just very very emotional um, and then all roads led to Croke Park but unfortunately we ran into the juggernaut of a team that was coming two or three years in a row yeah. uh, Shane Dowlin et al with uh, Napiersig of, of Limerick and you know look at it, it was a great achievement to be on the pitch it was just so proud a day I never thought I'd see it in my lifetime my father unfortunately didn't get to see it he died two years before that but uh, it was just great to be sitting in the Hogan stand watching your mates and fellas on the street that you see every time you go on holidays out playing for you, you know. And indeed you could have met O'Loughlin's uh, if they didn't lose in the Leinster final to Kula at the Ab- time. Absolutely and I mean I, I'm, I'm kind of looking back through all the history and we had a couple of near misses like Thomas's beat us by a point in Parnell Park. I thought we were very unlucky that day a hop of a ball and a little referee decision just was on the day kind of thing it was only beaten by a point um, and I suppose at that stage when the team was coming when we got to 16, our team was getting old. So we kind of had a lot of fellas who were coming up against the retirement. They're in their 30s and stuff like that. So to come back and re- restart again and, you know, blend in some of the young lads, we always had a great underage system, like the one to fail a couple of years in a row there at the, at the lower level, at the B and the C, Ryan C and whatever. And um, all the young lads, like it's it's the, it's the second religion in Christian all is hurling. Like you wouldn't go down the street and not see at least seven or eight fellas with hurls carrying them around all day. Um, so this is the this is the start of it again. Whether this is our year or not, but there's a nice blend of young fellas coming through as well. We have the stalwarts there with Neil McManus and Owen Campbell and these boys that are holding it together. But we've we've a blend of young fellas now. In saying that, the Lachlans are an exceptional team now. Any team that takes out Ballyhale, and you know they've they've got very very good players of three all stars alone in the back line. I think Connor Heary's been pushing on the door to get a run Phenomenal, with the county. Yeah. He's been brilliant. And like if if young Shani Bulger and, and Owen Wall get going, it could be over at half time. And like 
that's my fear, you know, that they just get just get lit up for the semi final and, and all they can see is the final place in front of them. Well, I was talking to Brian Hogan, he said there is a big score in this team. Once, as you said, they're they're all flying on all cylinders. Um, from your perspective, you're probably hoping it's not uh, against your side, but Considering that how hard it is to be able to get information on these teams that are playing in different provinces and so forth, are you their go-to guy now and everything that's happening? Oh with yeah, I've been, o- I've been over spying at all the training <laughs> sessions. <laughs> no, no, no. To be fair, but it's the likes of TJ Gormley and these locals come back and tell me a few <laughs> things. Paul Clear now is a good old friend of Sambo McNaughton's as well, so I'd say there's a bit of banter going back. Uh, they don't just share Bruce Springsteen as their as their favourite hobby. <laughs> I think the both of them were in All Stars together on, on tour, so. Um, no, no, no. I, I mean, we had a good eye link with Mickey Welch as well because Cushendall were playing, come down and played the borough there in an old challenge there uh, a couple of years ago and they're kind of on the road again and Eddie Brennan actually took them for a few training sessions. So, look, the difficulty, 50 miles past Belfast, 242 miles to Cushendall from here, like, and then, you know, 100 miles to train and all this kind of thing. It's difficult to get opposition that you could play. But we've had a tough campaign this year now in Furness in the, in the round-robin system. We kind of came away clear, but then Lucky threw it up to us, James McNaughton. Unbelievable on, on a losing team after scoring one twelve or one thirteen or something the same day. We got out of there by a point. And then we went to Ulster. And, of course, Portaferry were... Portaferry been in. There's only three teams in down, so they play in the Antrim Championship. So they actually won the Antrim League this year. So we knew about them going forward in the league that it wouldn't be too bad. And uh, that was an epic battle. I was just saying before that, you know, going into five minutes in injury time, Cushendall were four points down and uh, the ball went out around the sideline. Neil McManus scored a wonder point you wouldn't see and every day it would grace every day. Um, but he... Uh, and then the Portaferry went up the field the next puck of the ball, second minute injury time and Conor McAllister made a brilliant save with his foot uh, just to keep him in the game. There would have been six points down from the ball down into the... I suppose 30 yards out Neil McManus caught it and was fouled and last minute at injury time um, they put six on the line and he took the net out of it so that brought it to extra time and like we just were the fitter team in extra time we kind of showed a bit of class in the extra time I think there won't be about 10 or 12 points but then Slock Nail Ulster champions for the last five or six years were there sitting waiting on us Kevin McShane or McShane was Ballycastleman trained them for the last five or six years and he had them you know, playing out of their skin. This is the first year Slough Neil actually weren't in the football and the hurling together. Yeah. So they were kind of looking at it this year, the the focused on the hurling. So, I mean, it was a great day, the last day now for them to, to get out, um, get out with a win against Slough Neil. And I suppose those games will, will tighten them up, you know, like we have a few, we have a blend of young lads coming through. There's a few old stagers still there and they won't like to be called old stagers, but with Neil retired from the county scene and concentrating on his club, I'd say he still has a couple of years hurling you know, he's he's an exceptional player. He's a he's a fantastic ambassador for Cushendall as well, because like um, he's highly involved in the new hub system in Cushendall, where he brings you know people don't have to drive to Belfast to work. They've they brought a new initiative there, and, and he's leading it with a lot of com- local businesses and stuff. So, um, hurling is our is our our lifeblood, but a little community of twelve hundred people. It's lovely to see us getting a bit of recognition, getting dollar in semi finals and that. You mentioned McManus there, and I was talking to Brian Hogan. I mentioned his free taking ability and his dead ball situation and stuff but it's not something O'Loughlin's tend to give away anyway they don't give away that many frees would that worry you as a fan that that that'd worry and as well as that I think the last day and the last couple of days the pitches were very heavy now the last time I was in Port um, Port Tal- uh, 
Park Colton. It was actually quite a, a good surface for hurling, whereas Armagh was very boggy and Uri wasn't much better. Park Esther wasn't better either. So it was a lot of kind of scramble for balls and, you know, like winter hurling, it was all kind of pockets and throw-ins and stuff like this here. But, yeah, no, I, I'd love to see a free game of hurling and and, and the purists will probably say that'll suit uh, O'Loughlin's. But, like, Cushendall in fairness, like, our game is built on, 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 on the skill and we try and play the game as best we can as well, you know. And if it's a free-flowing game, it'll be a high-scoring game. Um, I just hope that we're on the right end of the score at the end. But I, I just hope if we're in, you know, 10 or 15 minutes to go and we're still in the fight, great. Because at that stage, you know, we still have a chance and stuff like that. I'd hate to see us going seven or eight points down with 10 minutes to go. Uh, for a young team, that could be, you know, debilitating for them and stuff like that, you know. But... Uh, yeah, no, I, th- I think either way. And, and the modern game, you know, it's it's quick hurling, you know. If the weather, if you're giving it not so bad as well as that, you know, it, it'll kind of go uh, and free-flowing and, and lads will hurl away, you know. And, I mean, the other thing about the team, like, I, I've watched um, O'Loughlin's play in the last couple of years. Like, they're, they're a physical, strong team and Hugh Lawler back there and Paddy Deegan having a, a massive season as well. You know, they're technically very good. Like, the, the fouling, the pulling, the dragging, I think that day has gone from from those type of players, you know. Um, Cushion Dahl very similar, or six backs are, are fairly tidy enough. You've Owen Campbell playing centre back there, he's captain of the Antrim team. Um, you know, we've blended in a few new lads there and the whole lot. But as I say, it's 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 a great thing for our little village up there to be represented in there. You know, it's a massive thing to come out of Antrim and, and take on beat people like Lockheel who've won the club championship twice. Uh, and come out that end of it, you know. So I suppose we're not going there to make up the numbers, but I, I just love to see us still in the fight with about 10 minutes to go. Do you think any of the teams have enough to get past Ballygunner? No, I think I think Ballygunner are, are, are kind of that step over. Like I'm looking at Thomas's for the last couple of years. We played them a couple of years ago as well. And they're, they're very kind of, you know, they're a tough physical team as well, a bit like Slock Nail. They haven't played a competitive fixture on in, in, since the end of October. That's the other thing. And I, I was watching them, the, the kind of brand of hurling they're playing is kind of different than anybody else is playing. You know, the, they're kind of lit like the Ben and Jerry show. There's a little bit of the Newton Chandram kind of thing about them as well, that the little short passing. Like, and as I said earlier on, like if it's winter hurling and it's in a bad old pitch, if you keep the ball off the ground, there's no rucks, there's none of this. And, and Ballygunner seem to be move the ball in the air and hand pass and move on and move on and it's a quick game of hurling it's very difficult to defend against you know and that's what brings in like the pulling and dragging and stuff like that but um, yeah no I just I just think they're a little bit ahead but no Brian Hogan could be peaking you know Lachlan's at the right time as well and hopefully the, the, you know if they do win and, and the best of luck to them as well like I'm, at the end of the day I'm, I'm a hurling supporter GA supporter Um at the back of it, they said, if if they beat Cushendall, I'd be shouting for Lachlan's in the final. I'd love to see them kind of push on and do it, you know. You mentioned, uh, say, the the fact that you're, you're you're living in Kilkenny and it's been a number of years that you've been down in Kilkenny and you've also mentioned your father, unfortunately, passing before he got his day out in Croker. Like, what what was the history growing up within that area? Because I think, was it, did you say the 80s that you moved to Kilkenny? Yeah, well... Uh, and what was your father, like, involved with the club? Oh, my father was heavily involved in Cushendall, like... Um, when I suppose he moved in, my mother from the Falls Road in Belfast, and my father from Cushendall, and we lived in Glengormley just outside Belfast. Um, my father founded a club, Sedendus, in Glengormley uh, at an under 12, under 14, and we were that age, and he brought us through. And then I suppose the troubles came very close to the door, uh, and we moved down to Cushendall back to his home place. And uh, from there, then he just took off and he, he got involved with managing the B team. I played on the B team, played in Gold for the B team for a while. 
and uh, heavily involved in the club as secretary treasurer. He was a referee. He was inter-county referee. He got a tour with the, with the All-Stars going to San Francisco, I think in 83, when Kilkenny won the All-Ireland against Cork. So he was on that tour. Um, so, you know, chairman of the Ulster referees, his claim to fame was he did the minor, finally did the, uh, the Nile Quinn minor, finally did the line in Croke Park. So that was his one day in Croke Park. But just to put the icing on the cake, it would have been lovely. And I remember talking to Sambo McNaughton the day of the final. Uh, he said, I'd love your dad was here today. And t- to us as a family, we're all there. And turn around and say, like, people like that in the club. But not only that, the, the one little thing that's that's sad this year, and it's in comparison to my father passing away, is I suppose the main man in Cushendall over the last, God, since I remember Cushendall, is we, John McKillop. John McKillop was bound, born with Down syndrome, and he passed away in July there at 60 years of age. And if you drive into Cushendall, there's a mural in Cushendall with the, the team walking uh, in line in Croke Park, and we, John, is standing at the front of it. So every single match he meets the referee beforehand, he hands him a sheet of paper like it's a team sheet. And for every year since 1981, and I think, I was just looking back there this morning when you think about it, all the all the matches, like Cushnall have won 15 Anthem Championships, 12 Ulster Championships from 1981. And during that time, we, John McKillop, lifted that trophy 27 times. This is the first year that he won't be there to lift it and wasn't there to lift the, the Volunteer Cup and uh, the Ulster Cup in 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 Armagh either so it's poignant that the sadness went over the whole village it was the biggest funeral I'd say in Antrim this year when they came from everywhere they came from all over Ireland hurling supporters from everywhere and it's just you know his memory the lads are hurling with that in it they named the fitness centre the new fitness centre that developed in Cushendall they've named it the John McKillop fitness centre and stuff like that and their family are still heavily involved in it but it, it's just another thing. You know, he was there in in 2016. We John was on the pitch. He had one of the Banister jerseys on him out the side <laughs> field. You know, he just, he's the lifeblood of the club. And like he'd come over and he'd wag the finger off you if you weren't playing well and stuff. Like <laughs> it was just absolutely brilliant. So it's just sad this year. Like I know for people with Down syndrome, 60 years of age, he's, he, he had a good quality life and he, he was just the heartbeat of, of our little village. I can feel the, the, the sadness in your words. Um, but it, it, the stories like that is what kind of makes the, the GEA and why everybody loves it. In, in, in terms of your love for your club, how hard was it to keep up to date with what was happening? Particularly outside of the social media era. Yeah, no, it was, t- <laughs> it was tough and I suppose the M50's been a big help to me. It used to take me seven and a half hours to get the cushion <laughs> off. I can remember my father driving down here in the winter's night and we're after going to a match, Antrim were playing and we went to an Antrim County match and then come on down to Kilkenny. I think they're playing Carlo or somebody and we come all the way down to Kilkenny and he stayed in the college with me and drove back up the next day so 14 hours of a drive <laughs> and it was uh, I think Carlo beat us with a point so he wasn't in the best of form either. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's difficult. To, no, it's great now but, but back in the day you know, I used to go home about three, four times a year and um, my mother's still alive up there. She's 84 years of age, great woman and uh, plays bowls competitively for Cushendall still at this Unreal. stage. So uh, she... She actually, you know, we go up to her and I'd be ringing her, you know, twice a week and finding out the whole lot. But my father was a great man. He used to tell you who was under 12 and under 13 coming through. <laughs> so every time you come up around the village, if you're only up three or four times a year, you'd nip up to an under 13 match. You could be standing with Sambo McNaughton or Bert McCauley or some of the regulars there, Big Liam McKillop or somebody, and they'd be turning around saying, oh, this young lad, he's this cub, as they call them up there, this cub is going well. So some of them cubs got into fail and then some of them got to 16 and 17 and 18 and then you know now we've one or two of them 
breaking through onto the senior team as well, which is great. It's fantastic for them. And it's just, as I say, it's our second religion in Cushendall and it's brilliant to see that the young people are carrying it on, you know. Well, Charlie, this is one of my favourite interviews I think I've ever done. <laughs> I love looking back on the on, on the history and delving into kind of the, the, the deeper community of uh, the GEA and what's it all about. I could talk to you all day, but I really appreciate you coming in and chatting with me. And no doubt you're going up to Park Charlton tomorrow. Oh, right? absolutely. <laughs> we'll be there. We'll be there en masse. <laughs> Charlie Thompson there, ladies and gentlemen. 0833 contact line if you want to get in touch. But the Green Glens of Antrim are going to be facing a gale tomorrow. Lachlan's versus Rory Oak, Cushendall, half one throw-in. I'm looking forward to it. I can tell Charlie is too. Welcome to Scoreline, ahead of a triple-header weekend for Kilkenny Hurling. Leinster triumphs are in the bag. Now we're looking towards an All-Ireland series. So Lachlan's Tullaher Ross Birkin and, of course, the flying high Thomastown. Joining me on the line is the manager of Thomastown, Mr Noel Doherty. Noel, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, no problem, Shane. Um, thanks for having us. It, it, it's great kind of getting the perspective of managers uh, looking ahead but I kind of want to look back on the previous game against Bray Emmett's a Leinster Championship in your bag absolutely kind of blew them away as well I even think the 222-19 scoreline was almost kind to them but like there's such a dominant performance was that expected from yourself? Um, look, it's, it's very difficult going out with Kenny. Um, we haven't played any of these teams before and you're getting, you know, some, you're trying to do your homework as best you can with some video footage and so on, but it's it's very difficult to know. And look, um, uh, they were the reigning Leinster champions, so we decided early on that, look, as we're going to get our own house in order, uh, we'll do our homework on the boys as best we can, but we'll come fully, fully focused on what we have to do and play our game and play at our strengths. And and that's what we did, you know. Um, it was a very challenging day to hurl. There was a gale force wind blowing straight down the field. Um, yeah, so look, you know, we actually, uh, we got the win in the first half, which is Bray Emmett's won the toss, but they decided to go against it. But they gave us, I suppose, the, yeah, the, I suppose the, the, the start we wanted. And um, yeah, we never looked back. And performance-wise, very good. Even when we turned halves against the wind, I thought we used the ball really well, worked it out really well, created some good chances and took those chances. So overall, very, very happy with the performance uh, in the Leinster campaign. But as you know now, Robbie, it's, it's all about um, tomorrow and it's all about looking forward. Um, and now we're in the Allardies having to play the Ulster champions, Satanta. Something that you mentioned there and that I picked up upon on commentary was the the fact that Bray Emmett's went against the wind. Was that a surprise to you? Were you expecting them fully to be able to go with the wind beneath their wings? Yeah, look, I, I thought and, you know, from some of the sound bites that we were getting during the week uh, from their camp uh, was that they were going to try and make it very defensive and, um, you know, hoping to stay in the game for as long as possible and to go at us. And look, for myself in reflection, you know, you know I think it was it was a very confident move from from their management. Um, you know, it, it, to be fair to them, if they were in the game with twenty minutes to go, uh they'd like you know, you'd love to have a gale force win in your back and they were counting on some of their, their subs to come on and, and help push them over the line. So it, it was a move, um it was a plan I suppose it didn't work out for them and yeah, well um yeah, very happy with the way it transpired 
in coming through Kilkenny getting that monkey off your back as so many people have said and then dispatching of Clow Ball and Kildalki and of course Bray Emmett so easily it's just a testament say to the firepower that you have in there you have the Canellans uh, Robbie Donnelly getting man of the match in the last one like there's so much firepower that you're able to call upon yeah um, definitely and there's a good spread of scores over the different games but like um, like yeah overall the attitude down there is fantastic Um I've said it a number of times now, but they are they're putting in a huge effort. Um, they know that there's a great opportunity here. You know, they're playing with their family, they're playing with their friends that they grew up with. There's a great togetherness down there, but yeah, effort, effort, attitude, top class, and yeah, they want this. You know, and there are there, there's lots of leaders there down through the years, from Jay Bork to you know to John Joe Farrell, John Donnelly. But it's great to see the new the new guys stepping up to the mark. You know, the Robbie's. You know, Robbie's been around uh, longer than some of the boys with Stephen Donnelly and the Canellans and. So Brian Stone, Zach Bay Hammond, the Ken- you know, Peter Kennell and Ned Carroll. So yeah, uh, Dermot, Dermot Galway. So yeah, there's leaders on every on every line there, and we got a great impact off of the bench as well, which is something that we hadn't had in the first two rounds of the the Leinster campaign. So very very happy to uh, get that impact off the bench for the Leinster final. Yeah, that's something that Robbie touched upon in his uh, post-match interview. In regards to the talk of Thomastown in itself. A lot of it has been stating that you're quite possibly one of the best intermediate teams to participate in a Leinster Provincial and an All-Ireland Series. Do you feel that confidence when you're out there? Do you feel that kind of... that everyone you're going up against will be classified as underdogs? Um, yeah, look, they're, they're a confident bunch, but uh, their feet are on the ground or I suppose that's our job as uh, as a management team is to keep the feet on the ground and to keep focused um, and not to become complacent look when you're coming out with Kilkenny you're always going to be favourites um, you know for, for a lot of these games and you know they're carrying that favourites tag very well um, but there are going to be tougher tougher matches ahead you know and we're not looking past the game tomorrow it's an All-Ireland semi-final you know, we're fully aware that there's a huge challenge facing us, you know, and that the runner's up, that's it. It's great. There's a great, um, I suppose, reward for getting over the line tomorrow. Um, we're very focused. We're not looking back, not overconfident. Um, you know, just, just really looking forward to this challenge. In in terms of uh, the game itself and the preparation for it, obviously you'll do what you're always going to do from a training perspective. But the actual travel that's involved, and uh, and you know there was talks that you might have had to go to Donegal. That's not the case now. You're going to Newry. How do you prepare for that? Are you going up the night before? Like, w- what's the dynamic there? Uh, yeah, we were hoping to make a weekend over, but. Uh the club management wouldn't back us on that one, no. <laughs> uh, no, look, we're 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 happy to travel on the day. Um we travel by bus, uh we're going up early. Uh we're we're just giving ourselves plenty of time. We'll do a pit stop on the way. It's what we've done for all the games now in the Lens campaign, so um that they're used to it now at this stage and um yeah, it's, it's there are challenges of course, um that come with that but um, so far so good look it's working well and it's an enjoyable we're trying to make the whole the whole campaign the whole experience an enjoyable one you know because um, you don't you don't get here too often um, you guys know that it's probably once in a lifetime opportunity so 
they're they're relishing that and they're enjoying it and they seem to be enjoying it and um, that's something that's very important to me, you know, because when they're enjoying it, it's transpiring on the field of play. Uh, they look like they're enjoying their hurling as well and they're hurling well as a result. Ed, obviously Satanta are hurling well to get to this stage but I was listening to Kevin Campbell speak during the week and there's almost a sense of oh we're happy to be here from it maybe I'm picking it up wrong but he's he's quite pleased with what they've achieved so far as one would be Um, but this whole look we'll see what happens kind of thing it, it kind of goes into the fact that he doesn't really have a massive hope of of beating Thomastown do you block out all that night? Yeah, that's the first I've heard of it and it's not something that we would put any real focus on. Um, no, as I said, we're very focused on getting our own house in order, um, playing to our strengths, getting our matchups right and all the outside noise, as we call it, or distractions. Yeah, we we we'll be honest with you and just stay focused on what we have to do. And getting the matchups right then, what kind of work has gone into maybe scouting Satanta, watching previous games, I'd imagine? You previously stated from the Bray Emmett's camp, you may have to delve into any tactics that may have been divulged. In terms of getting your matchups right, like how do you prepare for something like this? Uh, yeah, again, it's difficult, you know, um, because you're, you are looking at, um, you know, some, some old video footage and as, as much information as you can get, obviously, but. You know, and then it depends on who's playing well on that day and you can't focus on that player because, you know, they mightn't play as well the next day and so on. But uh, overall, I suppose, is what we're looking at is that they're a very well-drilled team, they're a very well-coached team, I'd say. Their movement is very good. Um, they do play, or they're adapting to, I suppose, the modern game, if you like, with the, they can be defensive and there's, I suppose they'd have they have experience playing football as well, so they can play that game um, almost easier than we can play it. You know, it's, it comes second nature to them um, where they're kind of being very defensive and they're support runners and uh, creating space up front and putting in ball into space. So very impressed with how they have played. Um believe this is the best team that we have played outside of Kilkenny to date. Um, so... For us, there's a huge challenge here. Uh, we will be looking after our own house and making sure that, you know, we're ready to go and, you know, looking forward to it and playing to our strengths. But, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have an eye on how they play and see can we counteract that as well as best we can. And looking after your own house, do you have a full complement of players? Uh, any injury concerns heading in? Picking up a few uh, niggly injuries there. Um, we actually had our half-back the last day, uh, Brian Hanrahan, um, against Bray Emmons, he he actually broke uh, broke a bone, so his wrist. So Brian is out for the game, um, and we've also uh, we're in the Ryan Aon or twenty one uh, county final, hmm. and it's fixed for the twenty twenty third of December. But you know we're spending nearly six weeks on the trot now, uh, six weekends, and you know you don't do that without picking up niggly injuries, especially this time of year. So um, we're not as strong as we have been uh, throughout some of the games but um, still we've got a very competitive panel and the guys have stepped up to us any time we've asked them and as I said we got a great impact off the bench the last day and we're expecting no difference tomorrow 
Yeah, I was going to mention that under 21A final, Dixborough versus Thomastown. That's down for the 23rd. I've been trying to get conf head from Kilkenny GAA, but uh, obviously it might depend on the, the how tomorrow goes. And But in, in, in terms of Thomastown as a club is in itself, to be competing at this latter stages of an All-Ireland series and then indeed in an under 21A Hurling Championship final, it kind of just goes to show that you're going from strength to strength and with senior on horizon in Kilkenny as well, it's no doubt a good thing. Definitely, um, yeah, it's great. It's given us a great uh, foundation. Um, it's great to have some of the younger guys coming on and, and pushing the more senior guys. And it's, you know, they're bringing a, um, a freshness to the training. And um, yeah, the competition is great. And you know, long may it continue. Like it's a great problem to have. I know we're trying to juggle, you know, the under twenty ones and uh, you know in a Leinster campaign, and now we're looking forward to an All Ireland campaign. But it, it it is a great problem for the club to have, um, yeah. But it's one it's one I suppose that we're really we're really relishing. And um, just finally, Noel, three of the games on at the same time: senior, intermediate, and junior. It's a bit of a head wrecker for GA fans and someone like myself who who want to be able to kind of cover all the games and will have reporters at all the other matches as well. It, 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 in terms of having, like, does this just happen because Kilkenny are competing at the, at this level, and it's a testament to the, the the hurling infrastructure within the county to have these teams compete, and we shouldn't really be complaining. No, again, look, it's a great complaint to have. I mean, all of her, you know, they're 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 flying it, and obviously uh, the flag bearer is there for Kilkenny or Lachlan's, and they're doing some super stuff as well. So we, again, we're 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 focused on our team and trying to be as successful as we can and grasping this opportunity and, you know, having no regrets. And, yes, delighted that for us that there's other teams in Kilkenny involved as well and they're being, you know, they're doing so well and being as successful as they are. And, yeah, we we don't want to drop the ball here. You know, we want long may this continue and just to take this opportunity to wish the, the taller lads and the O'Loughlin lads the very best as well in their, in their All-Ireland semi, so... Well, Noel, I'd like to wish you all the best and everyone here at KCLR are just delighted to be able to follow along on your coattails and be along for the ride. So thanks very much for speaking with me today and best of luck tomorrow. No, excellent. Thanks, Shane. Thanks for your support. Thank you very much. Noel's already there, the manager of Thomastown. They're playing Satanta. We'll have live reports from that game. Thomastown chairperson, Jer Walsh, is going to be busy on the phone when I'm calling him. Welcome to Scoreline, ahead of a triple-header weekend for Kilkenny Hurling. Leinster triumphs are in the bag. Now we're looking towards an All-Ireland series. So Lachlan's, Tullaher, Ross Birkin and of course the flying high Thomastown. Joining me on the line is the manager of Thomastown, Mr Noel Doherty. Noel, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, no problem, Shane. Um, thanks for having us. It, it, it's great kind of getting the perspective of managers uh, looking ahead but I kind of want to look back on the previous game against Bray Emmett's a Leinster Championship in your bag absolutely kind of blew them away as well I even think the 222-19 scoreline was almost kind to them but like there's such a dominant performance was that expected from yourself? Um, it's very difficult going out with Kenny. Um, we haven't played any of these teams before and you're getting you know some you're trying to do your homework as best you can with some video footage and so on but it's it's very difficult to know and look um, uh, they were the reigning Leinster champions 
So we decided early on that, look, lads, we're going to get our own house in order. Uh, we'll do our homework on the boys as best we can. But we'll come fully, fully focused on what we have to do and play our game and play to our strengths. And and that's what we did, you know. Um, it was a very challenging day to hurl. There was a gale force wind blowing straight down the field. Um, yeah, so look... You know, we actually uh, we got the win in the first half, which is Bray Emmett's won the toss, but they decided to go against it. But they gave us, I suppose, the yeah, the, I suppose the, the the start we wanted, and um, yeah, we never looked back. And performance-wise, very good. Even when we turned halves against the wind, I thought we used the ball really well, walked it out really well, created some good chances, and took those chances. So overall, very very happy with the performance. Uh, in the Leinster campaign but as you know now Robbie it's it's all about um, tomorrow and it's all about looking forward um, and now we're in the Allerys to play the Ulster Champions Satanta Something that you mentioned there and that I picked up upon on commentary was the, the fact that Bray Emmett's went against the wind was that a surprise to you? Were you expecting them fully to be able to go with the wind beneath their wings? Yeah look I, I thought and you know from some of the sound bites that we were getting during the week uh, from their camp uh, was that they were going to try and make it very defensive and um, you know hoping to stay in the game for as long as possible and to go at us and look for myself in reflection you know, you know I think it was it was a very confident move from from their management um, you know it, it, to be fair to them if they were in the game with 20 minutes to go uh, they'd like you know you'd love to have a gale force win in your back and they were counting on some of their, their subs to come on and, and help push them over the line so it, it was a move um, it was a plan I suppose it didn't work out for them and yeah, well, um, yeah very happy with the way it transpired coming through Kilkenny getting that monkey off your back as so many people have said and then dispatching of Cloughball and Kildalki and of course Bray Emmett so easily it's just a testament say to the firepower that you have in there you have the Canellans uh, Robbie Donnelly getting man of the match in the last one like there's so much firepower that you're able to call upon yeah um, definitely and there's a good spread of scores over the different games but like um, like yeah overall the attitude down there is fantastic Um I've said it a number of times now, but they are they're putting in a huge effort. Um, they know that there's a great opportunity here. You know, they're playing with their family, they're playing with their friends that they grew up with. There's a great togetherness down there, but yeah, effort, effort, attitude, top class, and yeah, they want this. You know, and there are there, there's lots of leaders there down through the years, from Jay Bork to you know to John Joe Farrell, John Donnelly. But it's great to see the new the new guys stepping up to the mark. You know, the Robbies. You know, Robbie's been around uh, longer than some of the boys with Stephen Donnelly and the Canellans and you know Brian Stone, Zach Bay Hammond, the Can- you know Peter Canell and Ned Carroll. So yeah, Dermot uh, Dermot Galway. So yeah, there's leaders on every on every line there, and we got a great impact off of the bench as well which is something that we hadn't had in the first two rounds of the, the Leinster campaign. So very, very happy to uh, get that impact off the bench for the Leinster final. Yeah, that's something that Robbie touched upon in his uh, post-match interview. In regards to the talk of Thomastown in itself, a lot of it has been stating that you're quite possibly one of the best intermediate teams to participate in a Leinster Provincial and an All-Ireland Series. Do you feel that confidence when you're out there? Do you feel that kind of... that everyone you're going up against will be classified as underdogs? Um, yeah, look, they're a confident bunch, but 
their feet are on the ground or I suppose that's our job as uh, as a management team is to keep the feet on the ground and to keep focused um, and not to become complacent look when you're coming out with Kilkenny you're always going to be favourites um, you know for, for a lot of these games and you know they're carrying that favourites tag very well um, but there are going to be tougher tougher matches ahead you know and we're not looking past the game tomorrow it's an All-Ireland semi-final you know, we're fully aware that there's a huge challenge facing us, you know, and that the runners up, that's it. It's great. There's a great, um, I suppose, reward for getting over the line tomorrow. Um, we're very focused. We're not looking back, not overconfident. Um, you know, just, just really looking forward to this challenge. In in terms of uh, the game itself and the preparation for it, obviously you'll do what you're always going to do from a training perspective. But the actual travel that's involved, and uh, and you know there was talks that you might have had to go to Donegal. That's not the case now. You're going to Newry. How do you prepare for that? Are you going up the night before? Like, w- what's the dynamic there? Uh, yeah, we were hoping to make a weekend over, but. Uh the club management wouldn't backwards on that one, no. <laughs> uh, no, look, we're 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 happy to travel on the day. Um we travel by bus, uh we're going up early. Uh we're we're just giving ourselves plenty of time. We'll do a pit stop on the way. It's what we've done for all the games now in the Lens campaign, so um that they're used to it now at this stage and um yeah, it's it's there are challenges of course, um that come with that but um, so far so good look it's working well and it's an enjoyable we're trying to make the whole the whole campaign the whole experience an enjoyable one you know because um, you don't you don't get here too often um, the guys know that it's probably once in a lifetime opportunity so they're, they're relishing that and they're enjoying it and they seem to be enjoying it and um, that's something that's very important to me you know because when they're enjoying it, it's transpiring on the field of play. Uh, they look like they're enjoying their hurling as well, and they're hurling well as a result. Ed, obviously, Satanta are hurling well to get to this stage, but I was listening to Kevin Campbell speak during the week, and there's, there's almost a, a sense of, oh, we're happy to be here from it. Maybe I'm picking it up wrong, but he's, he's quite pleased with what they've achieved so far, as one would be. Um, but this whole, oh, look, we'll see what happens kind of thing, it... it kind of goes into the fact that he doesn't really have a massive hope of, of beating Thomastown. Do you block out all that night? Yeah, that's the first I've heard of it and it's not something that we would put any real focus on. Um, no, as I said, we're very focused on getting our own house in order, um, playing to our strengths, getting our matchups right and all the outside noise, as we call it, or distractions. Yeah, we we be honest with you and just stay focused on what we have to do. And getting the matchups right, then, what kind of work has gone into maybe scouting Satanta, watching previous games? I'd imagine you previously stated from the Bray Emmett's camp, you may have had to delve into any tactics that may have been divulged. In terms of getting your matchups right, like how do you prepare for something like this? Uh, yeah, again, it's difficult, you know, um, because you're, you are looking at. Um, you know some some old video footage and as, as much information as you can get, obviously. But you know, and then it depends on who's playing well on that day, and you can't focus on that player because you know they mightn't play as well the next day and so on. But uh, overall, I suppose is what we're looking at is that they're a very well drilled team, are very well coached team. I'd say their movement is very good. Um, they do play, or they're adapting to, I suppose, the modern game if you like with the. They can be defensive, and there's, I suppose, they have, 
they'd have experience playing football as well so they can play that game um, almost easier than we can play it you know it's, it comes second nature to them um, where they're kind of being very defensive and they're support runners and uh, creating space up front and putting in ball into space so very impressed with how they have played um, believe this is the best team that we have played outside of Kilkenny to date um, so for us there's a huge challenge here and uh, we will be looking after our own house and making sure that you know we're ready to go and you know looking forward to it and playing to our strengths but yeah we'll, we'll, we'll have an eye on how they play and see can we counteract that as well as best we can and looking after your own house, do you have a full complement of players? Uh, any injury concerns heading in? Picking up a few uh, niggly injuries there. Um, we actually had our half-back the last day, uh, Brian Hanron, um, against Bray Emmons. He, he actually broke uh, broke a bone, so his wrist. So Brian is out for the game. Um, and we've also... Uh, we're in the Ryan Aon or 21 uh, county final hmm. and it's fixed for the 20, 23rd of December but you know we're spending nearly six weeks on the trot now uh, six weekends and you know you, you don't do that without picking up niggly injuries especially this time of year so um, we're not as strong as we have been uh, throughout some of the games but um, still we've got a very competitive panel and the guys have stepped up to us any time we've asked them and as I said we got a great impact off the bench the last day and we're expecting no difference tomorrow Yeah I was going to mention that under 21A final Dixborough versus Thomastown that's down for the 23rd I've been trying to get head from Kilkenny GAA but uh, obviously it might depend on the, the how tomorrow goes in. but in, in, in terms of Thomastown as a club is in itself to be competing at this latter stages of an All-Ireland series and then indeed in an under 21A Hurling Championship final it kind of just goes to show that you're going from strength to strength and with senior on horizon in Kilkenny as well it's no doubt a good thing definitely um, yeah it's great it's given us a great uh, foundation um, it's great to have some of the younger guys coming on and, and pushing the more senior guys and it's you know they're bringing a, um, um, a freshness to the training and um, you know the competition is great and you know, long may it continue like it's a great problem to have I know we're trying to juggle you know the under 21s and uh, you know in a Leinster campaign and now we're looking forward to an All-Ireland campaign but it, it, it is a great problem for the club to have um, yeah but it's one it's one I suppose that we're really we're really relishing and um, just finally Noel three of the games on at the same time senior intermediate and junior it's a bit of a head record for GA fans and someone like myself who who want to be able to kind of cover all the games and will have reporters at all the other matches as well. In, in, in terms of having like, does this just happen because Kilkenny are competing at the, at this level and it's a testament to the 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 hurling infrastructure within the county to have these teams compete and we shouldn't really be complaining. No, again, look, it's a great complaint to have. I mean, all of her, you know, they're 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 flying it and obviously uh, the flag bearer is there for Kilkenny or Lachlan's and they're doing some super stuff as well so we again we're, we're, we're focused on our team and trying to be as successful as we can and grasping this opportunity and you know having no regrets and yes delighted that for us that there's other teams in Kilkenny involved as well and they're being you know they're doing so well and being as successful as they are and yeah we we don't want to drop the ball here you know we want long may this continue and 
just to take this opportunity to wish the the Tullerher lads and the O'Loughlin lads the very best as well in their in their All Ireland semi. So. Well, Noel, I'd like to li- wish you all the best and everyone here at KCLR are just delighted to be able to follow along on your coattails and be along for the ride. So thanks very much for speaking with me today and best of luck tomorrow. No, excellent. Thanks, Shane. Thanks for your support. Thank you very much. Noel's already there, the manager of Thomastown. They're playing Satanta. We'll have live reports from that game. Thomastown chairperson, Jer Walsh, is going to be busy on the phone when I'm calling him. It was a great weekend for Kilkenny teams. I mean, for three teams in Kilkenny to be crowned Leinster champions, O'Loughlin's last weekend, yourselves and Thomastown at the weekend as well. But I suppose for yourselves, you really had a convincing win in the final against Carrigan and Riverstown. 2-14 to eight points in the end. Good day overall for Tullaher. Yeah, look, another brilliant day for the, the parish, you know, and to win a Leinster championship away from home in such testing conditions, you know, was brilliant. And um, yeah, no, just delighted for the lads and delighted for the supporters. Um, as I said, conditions were tough and we really, the game was won in the first half when we had to play into the face of a gale force wind and went in ahead at half time. So once we were after doing that, you know, it was just a matter of staying composed and keeping the heads and not doing it and silly in the second half I was chatting to Michael Walsh last Monday evening and he said that O'Connor Park in Tullamore was probably going to suit yourselves um, it's a vast wide open pitch you need a lot of space or when I say that you play well when you have a pitch with a lot of space and it certainly worked out that way over the weekend Yeah look we have there's no secret we have lots of pace in the team we have a, we have a young team um, you know, Pa Harty mans the backs at centre back at 37 years of age, and then the next next up is Wally at 32. But Wally is one of the fastest hurlers in Ireland. Never mind um, Kilkenny. So, like, there's pace throughout the team. So when we were fit, playing against the wind, it actually nearly suited us. We got a goal after 15 seconds where Coleman O'Sullivan, another very athletic player, put the foot down and tore straight through the middle, and Wally was gone off the shoulder. So that was a great start. And it's like you said, we. Try to hit the, try to hit the corners. We've Danny and Ke- Danny Glennon and Keno Donahue in there, and they've been, you know, they've been causing problems for teams all year. And then look, Connor Hennessy is under that blessed with pace. So, look, when you have lots of speed in the team, you know, you always have a chance. Is it fair to say that Wally has probably been revitalised a small little bit um, since the the honeymoon period, etc., and those couple of weeks off that he had um, for a break? Because he certainly seems to have come back rejuvenated. He's back to probably the best hurling that he's playing of his career as well, and it's certainly helping both yourselves at the minute and hopefully for Kilkenny later on in next year as well. Yeah, look, I can't, I can't speak for Wally, but you know, just from chatting to him, he definitely seems to be enjoying it. And I think when you're enjoying it, you know, you'll play, um, you'll play your best hurling. Sometimes I feel um, when you come back after an inter-county season, especially one where you've lost in All Ireland, you know, you might start to drag the gear bag a bit or drag the hurls. You know, mentally, you might feel a little bit tired. But um, no, he's had a good break, and look, he definitely has a pep in his step. Um, you know, he has. He, as you said, I know it's only junior, but he's he's hurling really well. And as I said, he's he's, he's gliding over the ground, and the other lads are kind of you know rolling behind him. 
Well, when you say it might be only junior, I mean, when you look at Thomastown and lads will be only saying it's only intermediate, but I mean, both of you are doing very, very well. You're putting up high scores in Leinster. I mean, there's not really too many teams have come any way close to either of you um, at the minute. And you're now putting yourselves into an All-Ireland semi-final as well at the weekend, playing Castle Blaney uh, from Monaghan. And I know you had a, a bit of concern maybe about the early time last weekend in the uh, Leinster final going up to a Culinary Park in Tullamore it's another early-ish start as well this time it's a little bit further the Downs in Westmeath with a one thirty start for your semi-final at the weekend Yeah well look I suppose the difference this weekend is you know Castle Blaney are travelling as well so you know it's not a home fixture for them and I think we, we were looking at it on maps I think we've motorway nearly the whole way so even though it's further than O'Connor Park it doesn't actually work out much different and we've the extra half hour as well because it's not until half one and actually look at the way I was probably you know a bit of moaning on my behalf like it wasn't an issue really the other day we left at 10 to 9 and we stopped off in the service station there in Port Leash for 20 minutes and we were up there a good hour and 20 minutes before the game and look everyone was in um, everyone was in good form was in good form and look we were well prepped um, and what it didn't turn out in hindsight look it didn't turn out to be an issue you know the, the journey and whatever couldn't have gone any better Michael for yourselves I suppose for an All-Ireland semi-final it's a very quick turnaround it's seven days between your Leinster final and an All-Ireland semi-final as well does that help the team with momentum going into the game at the weekend or can it be a bit of a hindrance to you? Um, I, 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 yeah, we can work both ways and as I said we probably we'll have the answer for that next Sunday evening and it'll be all hindsight analysis. I think Joe, I don't see why it would be an issue. I think the time of year that it is like lads just want to play the matches you know you don't want to string it out with two or three weeks between games um, I think our lads will be mad to go and give this a serious lash on Sunday like they're an hour from Crow Park so it's just you just want to keep focused now because look you know and I know that them lads are in work this week they're in school they're in college and they, they're hearing that oh you're playing the Monaghan lads and it's Monaghan versus Kilkenny and they're going to be told Ashley will beat Castle Blaney and you just don't want to fall into that trap because they are young lads and as soon as we're complacent we're going to be dumped out of this I don't care you know, how much we're winning matches by the reason we're winning those matches is because in fairness nearly every day we've turned up we've treated the opponent with respect we've done our homework both as a management group and as a player group and I suppose look the, the, the fear this week would be that you know they might listen to uh, a couple of people who would mean, mean the best but um, you know we don't want our getting carried away with ourselves and thinking we're somewhere we're not well it certainly is as you say an hour away from getting to Crow Park uh, for an All-Ireland Club final would be absolutely fantastic um, I think it's a while back since you were there before back in 2008 if my memory serves me right so it would be great what's the mood like in the parish? And look the mood is great sure how could it be anything but you know um, and it has been I think the county final was the big one and I spoke about that already like the county final was was huge because Freshford had been so strong all year. We drew we drawn with them, but they're kind of if you'd look at the beatings they were giving teams, they looked to be going a little bit better than us. I, I guess we just timed it right, and the way it is in Kilkenny and Sir Thomastown were in the same position as Tullaher and even you know Lachlan Gales and all. Like when you win a Kilkenny final, it opens up doors, and it's not like another county championship where you might win it and you're probably going to go through the motions in the provincials because realistically maybe you mightn't have be strong enough to win a provincial or an All-Ireland but if you win Kilkenny 
you know, straight away when the celebrations die down, you get hungry for more success. And look at that's what happened. That's what's happened in O'Loughlin's uh, Thomastown and Tullaher. You have a hat trick there now and a convincing hat trick at that, you know, bar the game with um, Nafina and O'Loughlin's. I think the Kenny teams have been relatively comfortable. Now, I know Cranford put us to a pin of our collar too, but we still pushed on and won by five. So, you know, um, a good winter for the Kilkenny clubs for sure. It certainly is. Well, it's a busy period coming up for everybody, yourself included. It's not easy managing a team, but when you have momentum going into an All-Ireland semi-final, you certainly won't mind too much. Michael, congrats on the victory uh, in the Leinster final over the weekend. The very best of luck to yourself and the team on uh, Sunday at half one against Castle Blaney in the All-Ireland club semi-final. Just, I suppose, for yourself on it, I mean, the three teams from Kilkenny are nearly all on the same day at the same time O'Loughlin Gales half one yourselves half one and Thomastown two o'clock it doesn't really give uh, much of a, a chance for Kilkenny people to get out and support the team even if they're not from Thomastown Tullahar or O'Loughlin's a lot of people would like to go to the matches but unfortunately they can't yeah, whatever about like I could understand how maybe they wouldn't put three games on together, but they could have doubled up um one of them now. I know pitches are struggling at the moment and trying to find a pitch that would take two games probably isn't easy. Or, you know, so look at I suppose for the fixtures guys it's a logistical nightmare. But look at you'd like to think that, you know, even Thomastown and Tullaher are close to each other and there'd be a lot of them would be good buddies if you could have maybe doubled it up um, that would be ideal but as I said I you know the pitches are very soft at the moment so I'm probably I'm guessing that's the reason why that isn't happening and um, yeah look at it, it's not ideal we hadn't you know in fairness there was a good crowd from Tullaher up there but on last week in O'Connor Park but I think there was too many neutrals because you know Thomastown were over in they were in Ockram I think so if yep. anyone was going somewhere might have went over to Ockram given that they were playing Bray who were the Leinster champions and obviously intermediate to Bray higher than junior so it might have been a more attractive proposition but yeah look it's not ideal if you lots of hurling lovers in Kilkenny I'm sure would like to go to all three games which are look just not possible well it's certainly not but we'll certainly be following the progress along on Sunday to see how things go and as I said earlier we wish you the very best of luck in that game at the weekend we're really looking forward to it as well and fingers crossed we're only an hour away from having three teams in Crow Park yeah please God that's the that's the goal anyway it'll be a make for a great Christmas in those three parishes as well if that was to happen it certainly would Michael thanks a million for joining me on full time here uh, for the first time on this Monday evening really enjoyed having a chat with you um, and enjoy the weekend if I can say enjoy it because I don't know if a manager does enjoy these things or not no 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 the enjoyment comes from winning and even at that I'm not sure how enjoy it. it's more relief a lot of the time but um, ah, look at um, as I said what else would you be at this time of the year it's brilliant to be still going training and still in that headspace um, this late in the year so when you're still hurling in December you're doing something right exactly well it probably saves you going on Christmas shopping as well for a little bit yeah, 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 yeah. that's it, that's it. Michael thanks a million the very best of luck to yourself and taller her at the weekend well I'm delighted to be joined now by AIB ambassador and Camogie star Kiva Dowling of Dixborough and Kilkenny ahead of this weekend's AIB Camogie All-Ireland Senior Club Championship Final and for the release of the second episode of Meet Hashtag The Toughest, a new content series from AIB that will showcase some of the final stages of this year's AIB Camogie All-Ireland Club Championships through footage captured by cameras worn by players for the first time in Gaelic games. One of the first times 
in competitive sport worldwide as well. Kiva, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm very good. You have an AIB Camogie All-Ireland final to look forward to this weekend. We will get to that in a moment. But first, this series, meet hashtag the toughest players wearing cameras. Um, what did you make of it, first of all, when you found out that your teammate Aoife Prendergast was going to be wearing it for the Leinster final? And secondly, what did you make of it when you actually saw the footage, a never-before-seen angle? Yeah, I suppose Aoife kept it quiet um, until we were out training on a Friday and the cameras and the microphones were there and we were saying, what is going on? Um, but yeah, no, it was great um, to see the footage after. Um, I know you'd kind of be maybe worried about playing with it, but Aoife kind of said once it was on, she kind of just shut it off um, that or kind of forgot that she was wearing it and then um, kind of didn't really even realise she was wearing it in the end. Um, but yeah, it was great to see the footage after and I got to see um, some of the footage that's going out in the second episode as well. And so it just gives a whole new perspective on the game and great that Camogie is launching it first. What did you think of the footage? Because obviously, unlike the rest of us, you were in the game for the first one. You you saw the game because you played in it. But what did you make of it when you saw the footage from, from that angle? Because obviously you would have watched games back that you'd have played in but never maybe from that particular angle. Yeah, I suppose that Aoife maybe being a forward as well, you're kind of looking out and seeing the kind of balls maybe that are coming in and especially from a free takers perspective as well. I thought it was um, quite interesting. Um, I know maybe having the microphone on you as well and being able to hear as well as see might be something maybe you'd be worried about if you're maybe giving out or something, which is probably a good thing that Aoife was wearing it because she doesn't seem to give out now too often. Um, compared to some of the rest of us. Um, but yeah, no, it was just great to see and gives just a completely new perspective from a player as well on the pitch. You mentioned there that uh, Aoife was mic'd up as Siobhan McGrath for the latest episode of Meet, hashtag the toughest. Um, is that a good insight for us who have never played at the elite level, who've never made it near a pitch at this level, that we get to hear the actual communications? Because not only now are we seeing how players play from a different angle and we're seeing the skills and we're getting a sense of the intensity and the hooks and the blocks and the tackles and, and, and the skills. But we're also actually hearing what players say on the pitch, how they direct each other. And, and, and maybe we're getting a sense of how important that stuff actually is. Yeah, I suppose you kind of hear how important it is for us to communicate on the pitch. Like I know, and I think Aoife and Siobhan's on as well, you could go hear him saying, like hit the ball over my head and stuff and those kind of directions that are being given out on the pitch that you're not kind of thinking about or preparing for before the match you're able to see things that kind of happen like moment to moment in the game and the little things that happen um but it was great just to see like how important the communication is where it's saying like you always hear Aoife saying well done and the positive kind of um impact she has on the rest of us on the pitch as well well, that is the second episode of Meet Hashtag the Toughest available now to all the AIBGA social media channels. You can see a game from the point of view of a player, a Siobhan McGrath in this case, wearing a camera while playing in the uh, All-Ireland semi-final. Like the first episode featured your teammate, Aoife Prendergast, in the Leinster final. A first ever Leinster final win. So that means this is your first ever All-Ireland final. What's the buzz like? What's the atmosphere like? Try and give us a, an insight. Oh, yeah, no, there is a great buzz around and I suppose like, people saying like best of luck and coming up and you can see within the club like even the younger children like looking forward to their day out in Crow Park as well um, I suppose the occasion is there but the main focus is on the match for us as well it's great to kind of soak up 
some of the excitement and you have to take it on board but it kind of comes to a point as well where our main focus like you don't want to just be in the All-Ireland final you want to try your best to win it as well uh, that has spoken like someone with experience of getting the big games and of course you do have have that experience and so many of your teammates do as well between club and county how important is that experience that the likes of you and maybe Aoife and others bring yeah like a lot of girls whether it be with maybe secondary school with college or with county teams as well have kind of been in position whether it be an All-Ireland final or a Leinster final where they're used to kind of those pressurised maybe situations and have their own kind of routine set up as well. I know Crow Crow Park is going to be a new experience for a lot of the people on the team, but we kind of, so is the Leinster final. So we've come up with kind of a lot of new situations this year that we faced into um, and we've been able to kind of put the occasion at the back of our mind and focus on the game, which so is, is a good thing as well. And look, it's great to be there. I know we might have as much experience as Sarsfields being there, but everyone kind of they had to get their first run in Crow Park as well however many years ago and we're getting that experience now you mentioned their focus and putting yourselves in situations it's something I've heard other teammates of yours talk about this year that mentally you seem to be really well prepared um, tactically too obviously as well but try and give me an insight into that kind of um, mentality and how you've prepared maybe differently this year and 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 have put a, a bit more work into now i could be wrong with that but but it, it just seems to be a thing this year that that you put more focus on the mental side yeah i suppose look two years ago having gotten to the leinster final and suppose maybe we would have felt we left it behind us and then the county final last year against thomastown losing that as well it was kind of two maybe major blows for us as a team and we really just had to kind of look a bit deeper into that and look at what we could do so kind of taking just each game as it comes since the league started, you're looking at each game kind of once one game is done, you're forgetting about it, learning whatever you need to learn and moving on to the next one. So always kind of trying to improve and I suppose at the start of the year, probably having a chat about what we wanted from this year. And everybody just wants us to perform to the best we can be. And doing that, we kind of have the belief that we can, like can win a county final, but you can only do that by taking each game as it comes and winning the game that's next in front of you. You've played Sarsfields in a challenge match. You actually played them, I think, earlier in the year. Yeah. Give me a sense of them from, from what you picked up from that game. Look, we've seen them before. Like, I remember watching their match against um, Lockheel on the TV last year. Um, they're, like, they're very good. Like, they're strong all over. Um, you know, there's no really weaknesses that you can pick out, but I'd hope you'd say that about our team as well. So I think it's going to be kind of fairly evenly matched up I think um, but they're a very strong unit like looking at the game we're playing I know it was at the start of the year I think we had just got maybe our county girls back and we're trying to get in a few challenge matches together before our league campaign started um, but I don't think I'd be reading too much into that game against them either I think both teams have developed a lot since then throughout the league and championship and going on to Leinster too but um, you definitely wouldn't be underestimating them at all. It says an awful lot about what the teams think about each other, doesn't it? Because you don't have to play anyone in a challenge game, yet both Dixborough and Sarsfield said, this will be a good test of us. And that's a compliment that goes both ways. Yeah, no, it was a great challenge match at that stage of the year as well to get under your belts. Kind of, you're looking for games where you're going to learn something. It's not about winning those challenge games it's about looking at what you're trying to improve and implement maybe a game plan that you're setting out um 
So no, it was really good. And even the likes of maybe traveling up on the bus and stuff like that um, for players to get used to as well. You don't often maybe do that as a club team. It's kind of all those different experiences you're bringing on. And now like coming to Crow Park, you're getting that going up on the bus, playing against the same opposition. So kind of when you go through maybe the mental aspect behind it, it's something we've already done. Um, so kind of great to be able to say that we've done that already. What kind of game do you think it will be? I think it'll be a quick game. Um, hopefully, I know the weather hasn't been too bad now. Um, and I'm sure Crow Park will be in great condition as well, maybe compared to some of the pitches we've been playing on um, from our county final onwards. Um, I think it's going to be quick. Um, I think both kind of teams are quite similar in the way they play. So I think it's just going to be all about those one-to-one matchups and whichever team can kind of win as many positions on the field as they can is going to be the team that comes out on top. And just before I let you go, what's the routine for you? How do you get into the zone? Or are you one of these people who just works away up until Friday evening and it's it's the same week as it always is and the preparation is the same as it always is or or is it different because it's a final, because it's a big game? Um, no, I think it's the same. I'm working up in Dublin, so I suppose I'm maybe a bit away from all the excitement that's going on at home, which uh, suits me. And just kind of same routine, like we've been in our matches every two weeks, like there's nothing new. Same kind of maybe training on a Friday evening and meet together and go through whatever last few things that maybe need to be said. But um, no, I don't think there's any psyching up or anything like that needed now. Just kind of go through our own routine and everyone has their own different things that they go through. So whether it is maybe listen on the bus, listen to music or down the back chat and everyone kind of has their own little routines that they do. Do you have a routine on the bus? Do you listen to music? Do you chat? What do you do? Um, so I suppose maybe depends whatever mood I'm in on the day. So if you're trying to stay in the zone, maybe chat for a bit when we get on the bus first and then kind of when it's getting close to Crow Park, maybe throw in the headphones then, but no one on the bus is taking themselves too seriously now, no matter what the situation is, I think, on the bird team. So um, there's always someone chatting or around to have a chat. That's what keeps you nice and calm. Okay. Well, look, it's been a pleasure to speak to you. That, of course, is uh, uh, Kiva Dowling of Dixborough and Kilkenny speaking to us ahead of this weekend's AIB Camogie All-Ireland Senior Club Championship Final and for the release of the second episode of Meet Hashtag The Toughest, a new content series from AIB that will showcase some of the final stages of this year's AIB Camogie All-Ireland Club Championships through footage captured by cameras worn by the players for the first time in Gaelic games. Of course, Sunday's match will be live on KCLR. Kiva Dowling, thank you for speaking to us. Thanks, million. Well, I'm delighted to be joined now by AIB Ambassador, Camogie star Laura Ward of Sarsfields and Galway, ahead of this weekend's AIB Camogie All-Ireland Senior Club Championship Final and for the release of the second episode of Meet Hashtag The Toughest, a new content series from AIB that will showcase some of the final stages of this year's AIB Camogie All-Ireland Club Championships through footage captured by cameras worn by players for the first time in Gaelic games and one of the first times ever in, in competitive sport. Laura, how are you? I'm good, Oshin, how are you? I'm very good. Um, what did you make of it when you saw Siobhan and Orla, your teammates, the McGraths, of course, wearing these cameras during training and then Siobhan during a match? What did you, what did you think? Um, well, to be honest, I think it's absolutely unbelievable for Kogi, for the publicity and everything on it and for promotional Kogi. 
and it's brilliant. Now I won't lie, when I seen her come down onto the pitch, I was kind of trying to run the other way for her as I, I didn't want to be caught in it or anything, but no, it was, it was absolutely brilliant. And I seen a few clips of the Leinster final one and it looked unreal. It looked unbelievable and it's brilliant for people to actually see from our eyes on the pitch what exactly we can see. What are the insights that we who have never been on the pitch at such a high level of camogie or hurling or any sport, what insight are we getting that perhaps you know is there but but maybe struggle to put into words but now it's on camera so we can't miss it? Um, well, I suppose all the hits and everything. I think people like think that in Camogie we don't get as much hits or anything as like in the um, male sports and everything. But to see like that physicality like from our eyes and to see like the movements that's made on the pitch, like when you're on the pitch, I suppose, especially in the full back line, you see a lot of the movements ahead of you and all that. And um, I suppose, so you're seeing it from our eyes of what exactly we see on the pitch, someone running at us, what exactly we see, what we do, who we call, who we shout at, that kind of side. Absolutely, it shows like how skillful of players that the like Camogie players are. And as again, like re- referencing back to that Linster one, looking back at that clip, like it shows so much of the skills on the pitch. Like it's unreal. Like are the ones that we were doing down in training, like it shows all of us in our tackles and in the rooks and everything, and all the skills that are involved in it, and the first touch, and like I suppose it just shows that like how high of a standard Camogie is and how skillful it actually is. We also get to hear the players. Now, as you're aware, you're far more aware than any of us. Siobhan is quite vocal. So is is that a good insight to get as well? Are you glad that other people will get to hear that? Yeah, I suppose some parts, some parts are really uh, good to hear. And I suppose other parts aren't as good. And I suppose it depends as well on the day, like what way the match is going and everything and what you hear. But it's definitely like hearing what Siobhan has to say. Like she's such a leader for us up there in the forwards. So I can imagine watching back on what she has to say is unreal like to hear her like how she makes the calls and like she's brilliant so even like watching back in that Leinster one here and like the I suppose the heart from the players and like them cheers and everything and like they like in would say encouraging players around them and everything it was it was brilliant well you mentioned Siobhan is um someone who, who encourages those around her uh in in the in the second meet hashtag the toughest episode which is out today and people can catch up on it through all the AIB uh, GA social media channels we can we we get to hear that as in those of us who are who are not on the field those of us who have never played to this level how how important is that level of communication on the pitch it's something we get a real insight into into this episode which features Sarsfields against um, Sarsfields of Galway against Sarsfields of Cork in the uh, All-Ireland semi-final well I suppose like every team knows that without without communication you're going nowhere do you know like communication is absolutely key and when you get to that level and get to that standard, communication is what gets you over the line as well at times. And everyone knows when you play in Crow Park, you can't you can't hear your management as well as you would like to. So like it's up to the players on the pitch to communicate and to work together. And as I said, like Siobhan is such a leader up there. She's one of those girls that you'd look up to and that you'd listen to. So the communication from Siobhan is absolutely key on the pitch. And we can hear some of the other players as well. And there isn't any kind of cliched stuff. It's all um, directions. It's all instructions. It's all constructive is the way I'd put it. Is that something that you as a team work on, talk about, kind of build towards? Yeah. And like, as you're saying, constructive there, like constructive criticism is like, if you're not able to take it, you're not going to get anywhere. Like if you go out on a pitch and take offense to someone telling you that's not good enough, you need to improve. 
you're going nowhere. So I suppose it is definitely something that's key to success in a team as well is taking that constructive criticism in the right way and learning from it and improving on it rather than going the opposite way and holding a grudge over it. And it's interesting that that actually happens in game. Yeah. And I suppose you've seen the forward side of it from Siobhan or whatnot. And like, it's the same down in the backs. Like you, you tell your players because you want to do well, you want to improve. And like, if you're not going to be the one to stand up and say, look, you need to get out left. You need to improve in this area. It's where your fault is going to be. And it's going to come against us. Joan, like you're, you're the eyes on the pitch, I suppose more than the management so it's up to us to give the constructive criticism to the players around us Now let's talk about the AIB All-Ireland Club final this Sunday it's against Dixborough in Crow Park Crow Park you're more than familiar with Dixborough you wouldn't be as familiar with I'm sure you've done all your study and your video work but ultimately this is a team that you've never met before does that um, is that an unusual thing going into a final or a big game for this Sarsfields team because by and large you, you'd be coming up against teams that, that you'd know quite well and certainly that's been the case anyway in the last couple of years Yeah definitely like I suppose um, the fear of the unknown Joan like going into a game like that and not knowing what's going to be hit at you or thrown at you but um, we actually have played Dixborough in a challenge um, earlier in the year and they bet as well so like that stands to them going in the next day and I suppose we got to know each other a little bit going into that game but Challenge games, I suppose, are nothing compared to a competitive game as well. So, like, you are going in there the next day with the fear of the unknown, I suppose. And then it was, we'll say, when we're going in playing games, playing teams that we've played before, you're going in knowing what to expect and knowing what they were bringing to the game and the level and the standard that they bring. Whereas Dixborough, the next day, I'm sure they're going to up it another standard, another new level. And, like, I suppose it's going to be up to us then to match that as well. How important is your experience ahead of this game? Um, yeah, I suppose experience is very important um, going into them and we've experienced loss and we've experienced win wins in Crow Park and I suppose the losses are the ones that you think about going into games like this because you don't want to be on that side. But then again, teams have come up to Crow Park without experience and, and have an absolutely wonderful experience up there on that day and have absolutely like blown teams out of the water. So we know that Dixborough are coming up the next day without experience in Crow Park means nothing as well because on all, on all Ireland Day anything can happen like girls can go out there and perform and girls can go out there and not perform and you're in an area of the field where you're going to come up well you're going to come up against good players from Dixborough no matter where you are but I always think of the, the Sarsfields backs of not just stoppers but starters you actually start attacks as well how important is that um, in your game and how much work do you put into that um, yeah and I suppose it's something that we've done all the way up along um, for the last few years and everything. And it's funny that you say that like our backs don't like our starter of it and everything. Dixborough actually are kind of similar. Their backs are the starting for them as well to start their um, attacks and everything. Um, so I suppose it'll be interesting the next day to see what way it works out for teams and stuff. And I suppose all six fours for Dixborough can score from play, um, which is unreal for the standard and level of Camogie. Um, I suppose as the six backs going out the next day, it's not as unreal, but um, it'll be up to us to kind of, I suppose, stop them from getting ball in hand. And this is not your first rodeo. Obviously, you've been there a good few times at this stage. And as you say, you've experienced wins and you've experienced losses. Um, how has your attitude changed to finals, to maybe even Camogie at large in that very short, but it seems like very long period of time that you've come to the fore. I think it's only, what, 2017, 2018 that 
you, you got to this level and, and you haven't gone away since. Yeah, like you're saying there, like how does it change? I don't think it actually does change. Like Joe, after a loss, people say, what was different going into that game compared to the other games? It's hard to pinpoint it. Like, as I was saying, when you go out onto the pitch in All-Ireland Day, it literally can go any way for you. Like, you can go out there and have the game of your life, or you can go out there and just have an absolute disaster of a game. And, like, you didn't change any of your routines leading up to it. It just didn't click beyond the day. It Like, it's, I suppose, it's hard to pinpoint exactly yeah. what would cause the loss or what would cause the win, but nothing really has changed from that first All-Ireland. I suppose maybe a little bit more mature shape leading up to it and stuff, and probably a little bit calmer, and a little bit more like we need to go out there and perform rather than the first few years was a little bit exciting and a little bit more like, wow, this is amazing to be in Crow Park. Whereas now I suppose it's about going out there and grabbing it with both hands. So your kind of build up your um, systems and how you prepare during the week, they don't change. You don't get too obsessive because you know, it, 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 well, it's not that it doesn't matter, but it, it, it isn't necessarily going to have an effect on the game. Yeah. And like, I suppose it's very important when you're leading up to a big game like that, you have to think of it like it's, I know it is a big game, but you have to think about it that it is only another game. So like, it's like playing a group game and go, that's the way you have to try and convince yourself in your head that look at like, this is going out to play a game. You do the same thing that you did in the first round of championship in Galway as you did in this all Ireland final. Um, and kind of trying to prepare yourself the same for every game on the lead up. And just before I let you go, is it a good thing or a bad thing that this is taking place so close to Christmas? Uh, are you glad to have the excuse not to have to do the shopping, not to have to think about it, not to have to obsess about Christmas or, or, or what way do you look at it? Well, I actually tried to get all my Christmas shopping done straight after the semi-final, so I won't have to be thinking about it this week. But it's actually, it's brilliant to have it done, I suppose, before Christmas and everything. Yeah. But you're not thinking about Christmas. Christmas is like just another day now in our heads. Whereas right now, it's just all about the match. And I suppose... Please, God, if we do get over the line at the weekend, we'll have a brilliant Christmas afterwards. Okay, Laura Ward, thank you very much. Of course, Laura and AIB Ambassador and Camogie Star with Sarsfields, who are playing in the AIB Camogie All-Ireland Senior Club Championship Final this weekend. Laura also speaking to us ahead of the release of the second episode of Meet Hashtag The Toughest, a new content series from AIB that will showcase some of the final stages of this year's AIB Camogie All-Ireland Club Championships through footage captured by cameras worn by players for the first time in Gaelic games. You can check that out by going to the AIB GA social media channels. That game, by the way, between Sarsfields and Dixborough is live on KCLR this Sunday. Laura, thank you. Thanks, Oisín. Dixborough and Sarsfields will go head-to-head this weekend in the 59th Senior Club All-Ireland Camogie Final. Sarsfields have been in Crow Park seven times before, going for their third in a row. Siobhan McGrath, heading towards goal. Siobhan McGrath, oh, what a start! It came from a foothold they got in the middle of the field, which is where they really struggled last December, but that's the start that they've needed. Dixborough are in their very first ever All-Ireland Club final after defeating Lockheed Shamrocks in the semi-final two weeks ago. Ashton McCarty is breaking down on the goal, takes a shot, oh! Ashton McCarty, she has surely put Dixborough into the All-Ireland Club final. What a score by McCarty. It's the first meeting of the team since they played each other in the Fela competition back in 2007. Yesterday I travelled to St. Canis's co-ed in the heart of the Dixborough community where players would have went through the doors and I went to gauge the mood and the excitement before the big game. 
I'm here in St. Canice's co-ed primary school as the school themselves and the community builds up to the All-Ireland Camogie final that's going to take place on Sunday. And I have Lauren, Roisin, Cara, Lily, Jack and Tommy. I'm going to start here with Lauren. Lauren, how are you? Good. And are you getting ready for the Camogie for the final on Sunday? Yes. How is Dixborough going to do on Sunday, do you think? Good. They're going to go, are they going to win? Yeah. Let's move along. We have Cara. Cara, how are you? Good. Are you play a camogie player? Yeah. And what age group do you play with? The eights. Under eights. What position do you play? Um, mid. Midfield. I usually come across backs. What's it like playing midfield? It's very good. Do you score many points or goals? Yeah. You do. Good girl yourself. How's Dixburg going to do at the weekend? Very good. Roisin, I see a lovely headband here. You obviously play with Dixburg as well? Yes. Do you play camogie? Yes. Where, what age group do you play with? Um, under eights. Under eights as well, so you play with Cara. What position do you play? Mid. Midfield as well, so the two of you are midfielders. So do you make all the scores for the forwards? Yes. You do. Do you like playing midfield? Yes. You do. Lily, how are you? Good. You a camogie player? Yeah. What age group? Uh, under 12s. Under 12s. Oh, what position do you play? Forward. Oh, you're forward, so do you get many scores? Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favourite player on the team? Um, probably Aoife or my cousin Rachel. So you're Rachel Dowland's cousin? Yeah. And she's a forward as well. She gets a lot of scores too, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah. Jack, how are you? Good, how are you? I am great, thank you. You're obviously a Borough man because you're related to a lot of players on the team. Who are you related to? I'm related to Jenny Clifford, Amy Clifford and Tara Clifford. So the three Clifford girls, what are they like? Um, well... <clears throat> Jenny is nice, uh, Amy's a bit annoying but she's nice and Tara is nice. <laughs> Do you play hurling yourself? Um, no but I'm starting for the Burra back in the next season. What position would you like to play? Um, probably midfield. And how is Dixborough going to do? I think they're going to do good. Tommy, how are you? Good. You seem like a right cool dude, hands in the pockets and the whole lot. Do you play hurling? Yeah. What position do you play? Uh, anywhere in the backs. Anywhere in the backs. I usually come across a forward. Do you like playing in the backs? Yeah. What age group do you play with? Under 14s. Oh, so you're with the big boys. <laughs> yeah. And are you going to the match on Sunday? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, I'm not sure. There's a few good players on the team. Oh, that's a diplomatic answer. Do you think you're going to go into politics? No. Right, I have a glut more of students here from St. Candice's co-ed. I have Sean, Rebecca, Quiva, Lucy, Miriam, Alice, Amelia, Henry, Hannah, Robin and Neve all waiting. Where will I start? I'm going to think I'll start here with the ladies first. Neve, how are you? Good. Are you born a lady? Yeah. Do you play Kamogi? Uh, yes. What age group? Uh, under 10s. What position? Uh, midfield. Who's going to win the weekend? De Burra. By much? Yeah. Are you going to the match? Yeah. Robin, how are you? Good. Are you a camogie player? Yes. What age group? Under eights. Who's going to win the weekend? Dixborough. By many points? Yeah. How many do you think? A hundred. Hannah, how are you? Good. Do you play camogie? Yeah. With the borough, obviously? Yeah. What position? Um, forwards. Forwards. With what age group? Under tens. How is the borough going to do the weekend? Good. Are they going to win? Yeah. By how many points? Five. Five points, that's a realistic target. Henry, how are you? Good. Do you play Harlem? Yeah. Obviously with Dixborough? Yeah. What position? Um, forward. What age group? Under <coughs> sevens. Under sevens, wow, that's a nice age group. Do you score many goals? Yeah. How many have you got in a match? Um, probably around four or five. Four or five goals? Yeah. Are you going to the match on Sunday? Yeah. Who are you going up with? Um, we're going on the bus. Amelia, how are you? Good. Camogie player? Yeah. 
What age group? Under 10s. Under 10s, nice. Are you going to the match on Sunday? Yeah. Who's going to win? The Borough. Alice? Yeah. Camogie player? Yeah. What age group? Under 10. Under 10s as well, so you play with Amelia. Yeah. What position do you play? Midfield. Who's going to win Sunday? The Borough. The Borough? By many points? No. No, it's going to be a tight game, you think? So one or two points you're thinking? Yeah. Are you going to the match on Sunday? Yeah. Are you going on the bus or are you travelling with family or...? Bus. You're going on the bus as well? That'll be a lot of crack on the bus with this group. Miriam, how are you? Good. Who's going to win Sunday, though? Borough. By many points? Two. Two points? Oh, God, that's a very tight game, isn't it? Let's see, who have I got here? Lucy, how are you? Good. Now, you have relations on the team, don't you? Yeah. Who are you related to? Um, my sister's on the team, Rachel. And you obviously look like her as well. Is she a good player? Uh, yeah, I guess. You yeah. guess? <laughs> Do you play Camogie? Yeah. What position? Um, midfield. You play midfield as well. What age group? Uh, under 12s. So what's it like at home now with Rachel at the minute? Is she very quiet and focused or are you being a little bit annoying to her? Uh, she's quite and focused. She's quite and focused. That's a nice way to be. Quiva, how are you? Good. Camogie player? Yeah. Obviously. Good. Look at that cool lady with the hands in the pockets ready to go. What age group? Under 10s. Under 10s? What position? Half back. Do you like it? Yeah. Why do you like playing in the backs? Um, I don't know. <laughs> do you like stopping people scoring? Yeah. Are they going to win? Yeah. How do you think they'll do? Maybe two or three points. Two or three, so it's going to be close enough? Yeah. Do you think the Sarsfields is a good team? Yeah, very good. Very good, but the Borough ladies are going to do it? Yeah. Nice. I like that bit of confidence. Rebecca, how are you? Good. Camogie player? Yeah. What age group? Under 12. Very nice. What position? Fax. So if someone was running at you now, would you give them a good clatter out of the way? Yeah. You would? <laughs> good answer. Is the Borough going to win? Yeah. How many points do you think? Two or three. Two or three points. So it'd be tight enough. Yeah. Andy Hanrahan, principal of the school here, coming up through the roundabout up the road. You can see the colours in the wind, the jerseys and all. A lot of excitement here in St. Canice's Coed. Yeah, there's huge excitement here in the school. You know, we're the heart of the parish. A huge amount of ex-pupils playing. One of our staff members, uh, Arla, has been starring full forward the whole year for the borough. She's a very experienced player. She's actually coached a lot of the players that she's now playing with and uh, you can show the commitment of all the players. Um, some of the pupils you've just talked with have sisters playing, cousins playing. I suppose there's, it's, it's just, you know, just to get to that level, you know, they only won their first uh, Kilkenny Championship around four years ago, and here they are now in an All-Ireland uh, playing a very uh, successful Sarsfields team. But I think, you know, if they played like they did in the county final and like they have played in Leinster, I think they'll have no problem winning. Talking about Orla, what's it like being in the school for herself? Obviously, there's a lot of hype. You have a, a lot of events coming up, including a Jersey Day, uh, I think, tomorrow as well. Do you think it's been tough with a teacher with all the hype around, especially when you're a player? I'm not sure, because Orla is always extremely, extremely relaxed. And uh, look, she puts a huge amount of effort into her teaching, but also into coaching. No, Arla's always very relaxed and she, you know, you know she's, uh, she's been there before, you know, she's played with Kilkenny, she's very level-headed, um, but when the day comes, she switches on and I'm, I'm sure she's going to put in a huge performance for uh, Dixborough on the day. Talking about success, I can see if they win on Sunday, it's an amazing achievement, but I have, you know, just the talent that they've come through in the club, uh, right through, you know, they, they represent every underage group, they're, 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 they're about some county finals, 
Um, they've an amazing group of girls. You know, a lot of them have represented Kilkenny at various stages: senior, intermediate, minor, uh, under sixteen. So you know, they have the talent, they have the commitment, they have, and they have the skill. You know, to to dominate Camogie in Kilkenny, but also to dominate Camogie in, in Ireland. So there you have it. The flags are up, the bunting is out, and the jerseys are being pressed. The Clash of the Toughest gets underway at 5.15pm this Sunday from Crow Park and the game will be live on KCLR thanks to the generous sponsorship of Hackett's Bar in Irishtown. This ensures that whether you're sitting in the stands of Croker or at home glued to the radio, you won't miss a moment of this historic clash. This is Martin Quilty reporting for the KCLR Daily.